everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Movement with Naya podcast. I'm Naya Kalmels, and today I'm interviewing Steve Pollock, my running buddy, Pilates client of about three years, and someone who I really admire for embracing the new movement practices of mindful movement. We first started running together during the pandemic. He kept me sane. Now he's been in the studio and in group Pilates classes and has changed his no pain, no gain mindset to a more holistic one, learning that self-care is the way to keep taking care of his body so that he can run, swim, cycle, and do all the crazy athletics he's been doing his whole life for the rest of his life. Steve, thanks so much for being on the show. I'd love to ask you my first question. Steve, tell us a little bit about your life as a recreational athlete. It would be my pleasure, Naya. Thanks for having me on the show, by the way. So a little bit about me. First, um, you know, I did get that no pain, no gain mindset from the military. So my first introduction to fitness was in the military. And then I got swept up in the running craze in the, the late 70s. Uh, there was a, a guy named George Sheehan who wrote several books that I read. And at about that time, the Runner's World magazine was coming out. So I quickly subscribed to that and I was hooked. Um, I really love endurance sports and competition so much that I've absolutely continued to do that as a recreational athlete my entire life. And at the same time, I've been trying to balance a career in tech and also having a family. Some notable events for me include the Boston Marathon a few times. I, I've done several Ironman triathlons and others. Um, and in my ultra running phase, I ran 100 miles a couple of times, including the Leadville Trail 100, which was all above 10,000 feet in the mountains. Also, I recently retired. I'm now in my 60s, and I absolutely love the extra freedom I have now to participate in sports and life in general. Steve, you've led a very full life. Tell me a little bit about the work-life balance. Um, to me, it seems like it's a lot harder to find a work-life balance as a recreational athlete versus a professional athlete. You don't have the luxury of training all day or a dedicated team to support your performance and your recovery. How did you work that out? Yes, for sure. Balance and self-care is not easy, and I did take a lot of shortcuts. Having worked in the tech industry for over 40 years, it was always very demanding of my time with very little boundary on when the work would start or end. In, my, in many roles that I had, I would spend countless hours every day sitting in a chair, staring at a computer screen, or traveling by sitting on an airplane. Some years I would travel almost every single week of the year to sit in meetings and sit at customer dinners all night. Note the keyword there is sitting. I never thought about my posture. I never thought about the time I was spending seated. I just would work out between meetings or family obligations without any stretching or recovery whatsoever. Man, that is brutal on the body. How did all that sitting affect you? Well, to be perfectly honest, I was in pain quite a lot. Uh, took a lot of ibuprofens and uh, tried to deal with it. Um, so at this point, in my opinion, sitting itself is the new smoking. It's simply that bad for you. I developed some kyphosis. Uh, it's a rounding of the spine in, in, in the back. It's due to all the sitting and, and looking at computer screens. I ended up with a lot of back, knee, and hip issues to the point I was unable to run at all without pain. But since retiring six months ago, I've seen major improvements in my ability to move and have improved my overall fitness. Largely, this is due to having time for self-care and the mindful movement practices of Pilates, yoga, and dedicated strength training with no requirement to sit at a desk or constantly check a mobile phone. 
Yeah, I remember when you were still working, we worked together a lot on making sure that you had routines to break up your sitting. So we had a morning routine, a lunchtime routine, and an evening routine. And we really had to work on finding the time to make those routines happen to not only break up the sitting, but undo some of that posture, like the kyphosis, so we could open up the front of the shoulders, get some extension through the upper back. We also needed to do that because you spent a lot of time when you weren't in front of your computer, hunched over on your bike. So I'm glad that you have more time now. And also, I think it's really important for people who are still out there with really busy schedules, um, committed to other people's schedules, to find that time too. No, you're absolutely right. I, I really did struggle find the time for self-care. Um, but I had to listen to the boss that uh, was paying me. That is a valid point. Yeah, I mean, some days I just wanted to go for a ride or a run. The last thing I wanted to do after working all day was foam roll my leg. <laughs> Does anybody really <laughs> like foam rolling their legs? I don't Come think on, so. let's be honest about that. <laughs> but honestly, since I've retired and I, I've pri- prioritized my self-care, it's made a world of difference for me. That's awesome, Steve. And I'm so stoked to see you really prioritizing your self-care. I can see the difference in the way that you're moving. It's awesome. But I want to go back a little bit. What sort of things did you try to fix the issues that you were experiencing when you were running? So specifically, I know the knee pain was the biggest issue um, that kept coming back to you. But also, you had complained to me about lower back pain, right hip pain. What were you trying to do on your own to solve those problems before we met. Yeah, I, I tried a lot of things. Um, first one, of course, was just ignoring. So I continued to run more. <laughs> um, remember the no pain, no gain mindset? Well, uh, I just tried to ignore it and, and keep going. And guess what? That didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I went to sports medicine. Um, I took the standard route most people do. You know, I tried multiple cortisone shots. I had hyaluronic acid injections in my knee, as well as lots of physical therapy. Um, these things that helped me for about a month at a time, you know, the drugs, they, they wear off pretty quick. And I soon realized that that's no way that was going to be a long-term solution to be going in there once a month and get some kind of a shot. So something had to give. About that time I met you, Naya, and, and joined the running group. And this was all during the pandemic. We, we had lots of time to talk about my issues and the notion that it might be related to muscle imbalance rather than a, a real medical issue that needed to be treated with injections. Um, as I recall, you had me on the Zoom classes uh, doing Matt Pilates first. Oh, yeah. Which, From your living room with yeah, your wife. That's right, which I really <laughs> liked. And uh, and then I became a private client and started to work on the Reformer. What an amazing machine the Reformer is. Um, when I started a dedicated mindful movement practice, I really started to see changes then. And you always reminded me that it's a dedicated, consistent practice that earns us the results. This is not a quick fix. But practicing both with you and on my own in between sessions has been really helpful. Oh my gosh, Steve, there's so many nuggets of wisdom in what you just said. Um, I think for many people, as soon as they feel pain, oftentimes it's like, no, 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 it's it's nothing, it's nothing. And the denial really um, is our way of just hoping that it's going to fix itself on its own. And sometimes the body does resolve things on its own. But when it's more serious or if the cause is a repetitive stress, it doesn't tend to go away on its own. And then people will often acknowledge, okay, I have a problem. How quickly can I get it resolved? So that's where pills, surgery, shots come into play. And sometimes those things are warranted and that is what people need to get through it. 
Unfortunately, people will often bypass conservative treatment and just jump straight into the quick solution. I work with a lot of people who have done physical therapy. Um, Some have had great results. Others didn't really get what they needed out of physical therapy, which is why when we work together, we really focus on how to do these exercises efficiently so that they can get the most out of it. Um, And I love hearing from you, my own words, about how important it is to dedicate yourself to a consistent practice. It's so much better to do these exercises and stretches and all these recovery techniques, 5, 10, 20 minutes a day versus doing it an hour once or twice a week. Um, And I know you and I went head to head on this a few times. Um, There were times where I don't think you really felt like it was doing much for you. I know you were used to getting Mm -hmm. the feedback from your Mm -hmm. body. Like if it doesn't hurt, it's not doing anything. And uh, we're not trying to hurt your body any more than it already does. (laughs) We're trying to heal it. And so that feels different. And for people who have a really strong athletic mindset and are used to pushing past pain, this is a really difficult notion to get behind. And so you're actually retraining your mind while you're retraining your body so that you can understand how to move from different places and in different ways. And that takes dedication. You know, Steve, I had the same issues when I was dealing with my back injury. I had learned the no pain, no gain mentality as well. And that's probably what got me to where I was at in the fire service when I injured my back. Unfortunately, it certainly did not lead to a long time sustainable career because I injured my back. Um, and it t- took really kind of breaking myself in order to learn how to take better care of myself. So it's a message that I try to share with all of my clients and I try to keep them moving on a regular basis and consistent in their practice, which is also why I check in on you regularly. I'm sure you think I'm a pain, um, <laughs> but I think it's really important to know that there's somebody supporting you in this journey, which can feel kind of lonely sometimes, especially when you really just want to be out there on the trails or on your bike. Well, you know, I really appreciate all the attention you've given me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> it's kept me on track and, and, and I've learned to really enjoy the practice at this point. So I'm now doing yoga and Pilates classes, strength training and home-based workouts almost every day. And I must say, it was pretty tough for me to accept the subtle changes and dedicated practice required to fix my broken body. Remember, I had for li- forever lived by the no pain, no gain mindset, which is fine for sports like cycling and running. But if you want to do it for the rest of your life, you really need to add in the balance. Well, you know, I'm trying to also train both of us not to use the word broken. And we just used it twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't broken. We just had some damaged goods that we needed to repair. Yeah, it's a process, right? <laughs> um Yeah. See, that language about being broken and no pain, no gain. I mean, that's so much like the mindset and the way that we've been trained to move our bodies. I remember doing leg circles with you. And at first you're like, oh, I don't feel anything. And you were used to working your entire body all at once, you know, cardio, having difficulty breathing. And that's not what Pilates is. That's not what restorative um, recovery, active exercise is. 
you do that when you're out there doing your sport. But when it comes to actually repairing and healing, we have to slow down. We have to be more focused, both in mind and body. So we're focusing on smaller muscles. We're focusing on actually telling our body, hey, you're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, you're smiling at me right now, kind of laughing because I know it sounds really woo-woo, but we hold the emotions in our body and the way that we relate to our bodies is really important in the healing journey. So, I mean, I'm sorry if you don't like the way I characterize this, but I would say that you kind of had an abusive relationship with your body. I had a really abusive relationship with my body. I just wanted to push, 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 go, 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 because it was fun. But I would never expect anybody else. I would never treat a child that way. I would never just make them go, go, go and not let them rest. But I did it to myself all the time. And I know that you did too. So part of it is teaching people to have a positive relationship. Yeah, you can push. But you also have to rest sometimes so that you can push again. And so you can do it day after day, year after year. Am I right? You are. I'm getting it now. <laughs> it's a hard one. It is. All right, Steve. So you know they say with age comes wisdom. We're learning how to have more positive relationships with our bodies. But I want to bring it back to your 60th birthday. Mm. So... For your 60th birthday, you convinced us to do a trail marathon together. Um, and I know that it was your last marathon so far. Uh, tell me what inspired you to do that. That's right. The Tucson Marathon was actually canceled due to COVID. So we made our own trail marathon with just you, myself, and Keith, our little COVID pod at the time. <laughs> <laughs> the inspiration, however, really came from my mother, who at 82 years old is still winning her age group at local running events in Missouri. Uh, That's she, inspiring. <laughs> it, that is. <laughs> she had always been active, but didn't start racing till her 50s. And we had run the, the Tucson Marathon together when she turned 60. So I wanted to do the same thing. High standards in your family? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, it, it may have been the... Last marathon that I ran, but I really don't think it's going to be my last marathon, considering all the progress I'm making now. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, so I've got a question for you. Uh -huh. Does this mean that you're going to convince Keith and I to do another trail marathon where your car is the aid station and <laughs> our food gets stolen while we're out running around the trails doing four laps? <laughs> Because that was, that was really hard for all of us. That wasn't just you. I mean, you were the one who spearheaded it, but we all had to do it with you, and it was rough. And that I appreciate. <laughs> we appreciate you pulling us out there, making us do it too. All right, so you're not currently running trail marathons, but you, like, never stop. I know you're doing open water swimming. It's that season again. Mm -hmm. And you just returned from a crazy gravel bike ride in Missouri. So tell us a little bit about how that went. Sure. Yeah, it was actually, it was wonderful. It was a uh, a present to myself for retirement. A chance yeah. to kind of get out and get away. <laughs> so I took a couple of weeks uh, and I rode the Katy Trail in Missouri, averaging around 70 miles a day. And I was carrying all my gear. I completed the 550 mile out and back the day before Mother's Day so I could spend time with my Darling mother who lives near the trail. <laughs> <laughs> Great spot to live if you're a runner. Too. That's right. Um, some of the areas were pretty remote, so I had to carry a lot of food and water. But you know what I did make room for? What's that? A Pilates loop band. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> I think somebody told you to take that with you. Yes, they did. <laughs> you know, what I found was that the key to success on that, on a multi-day event, 
is being able to recover fast enough for the next day. And this includes things like washing your gear, eating, sleeping, and then proper stretching, which I did every evening so that I can get ready for the next day. Man, you have transformed. (laughs) (laughs) It was worth it to me. I mean, carrying the band so that I, I could... You just wouldn't believe the number of exercises you can do with a loop band. Well, I might believe you. Yeah, oh yeah. You, you taught me well, indeed. <laughs> All right. So I just want to point out that not many people give themselves a 550-mile gravel bike ride. I mean, it's not just even a road bike ride. This is like a gravel bike ride for their retirement present. This is coming from somebody who was telling me, oh, I can't run anymore. Things hurt. I'm just going to ride a bike instead, as though you're getting on a stationary bike going nowhere. You're actually like out there doing it. In addition to all of your other sports, I am so amazed. Um, you continue to inspire me. Ugh. Steve, are there any other comments, recommendations um, that you have for other recreational athletes or really anyone who wants to stay healthy and active throughout their life? It seems like you're doing a really good job of it. Sure. I think the key points for anyone who wants to be able to move and enjoy sports for the rest of their life are, first of all, no pain, no gain works only when you're young. But you will eventually become injured if you don't do the self-wear required to balance your body. I think if I had taken the time to do self-care when I was working full-time, I might not have had all these problems. I can actually assure you you'd have less. You know I love your direct approach. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only one that works with you. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so it's back to the key points. You know, I think self-care is about consistent practice. It's just like any other sport. You don't run a marathon by going on a run every couple of weeks. You need a dedicated practice to be successful. Don't sit all day. Get up, move, take a balanced approach to sports, self-care, and life in general. And go to classes. Many people are like me. I, I need the motivation that classes and private sessions provide. It really keeps me going. And I also get a lot of tips on my forum from you specifically (laughs) on how to make improvements on a regular basis. (laughs) But one thing I have learned, doing it right is extremely important. Absolutely. Steve, that's such great advice. I absolutely agree. Everything you said resonates with my own healing journey and the journeys of so many of my clients. You you and I learned this stuff from our injuries. We were forced to make changes, whether we wanted to or not, um, so that we could keep running, cycling, traveling, you know, all the things that bring us joy. Yeah. I wish that I could help other people start mindful movement practices so much earlier in life because I work with so many people rehabbing their injuries. I wish I could help people prevent them before they happened in the first place. That said, it's never too late to start. I'm so glad that we get to work together and I've been really impressed with your perseverance through all of this. I really do think it takes a lot of courage to try new and unfamiliar things, especially when you're in pain. And I think it requires a lot of open-mindedness, especially to the woo-woo things that you might not have agreed with when we first started. (laughs) Uh, They all come together eventually. And I know you weren't really sure about this stuff when we started working together, but you, yeah, you know, it is true, isn't it? (laughs) You let me know, but you stuck with it and your dedication has really paid off. I really hope that you keep it up and you continue to inspire me. I look forward to running another marathon with you. Before you're 70 and (laughs) before I'm 50. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh. You're very welcome. It's been such a pleasure. And again, thank you for all you've done to help me keep going to do the things that I really love. 
Oh, you're so welcome. I'm just guiding you. You're the one doing the work. You know, I, I feel like we should mention the website as well, niapilates.com. <laughs> For anyone else that's out there, I mean, there's all these valuable resources on there. You know, personally, I use the uh, media library. There's over 200 videos in there. And you can search for them by keywords or how long amount of time that you have available to do a workout, things like that. And uh, I use them, you know, you can use them on your own time, which is really cool for me because if I don't, if I'm in a rush to go somewhere, do something, you know, I know I have 15 minutes, I can just watch one of those videos and, and do a workout. So it really helps me keep my practice going. I know there's a lot of other stuff on there. Would you like to talk about any of that? Oh, yeah, sure. And I'm so glad that you're using the video library. It's, you know, on demand, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Um, but we do have more than that. So the video library is actually part of the Mindful Movement membership. It's an online membership, so you get access to that video library. Also, online group classes. I teach a monthly class live on Zoom, and it's also um, a great way to kind of meet other people who are in the practice with you. And what I think is most valuable about it is that I take member requests. So if you want to specifically target strengthening the glutes or opening the hips or shoulder mobility, um, then I bring it to you. And if we don't do it during an online live class, um, then I'll make a video for you and post it into the library. Wow. And yeah, it's pretty cool, right? I heard you. Were, I heard something about a swimming. Oh yeah, of course that you're putting. I'm, yeah, I'm currently filming um, a Pilates for Swimmers. Uh, video series. I'm working with Charlene Van Boer and Eric Van Boer. Charlene's the master swim coach and Eric is a uh, world champion. Yeah, he's like a world record holder or something. Oh yeah, he's yeah. amazing. So um, he's the one actually demonstrating the exercises. I am just leading him through it and explaining what he's doing and how it helps improve your swimming. So it's really about um, enhancing swimming performance by using Pilates. But quite honestly, so many of those exercises I teach in group classes online and in person, and I do as part of my own practice just for general strength, flexibility, and mobility. I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a great video series. It's going to be part of our courses. Um, for our members, we'll also have it hosted in the video library as well, so they'll have access to it. We uh, also offer discounts to our members, so they'll get a discount on our Pilates props. We now have branded props, and that came about because so many of the Pilates props out there are not consistent. So we sell an inflatable ball. We sell our looped bands. Um, the resistance is varied between five different resistances. They're color-coded. So I'm using those when I'm teaching the videos now. So if I'm using a red band, you know that you're on the same resistance as me, you might go heavier or lighter. That's cool. Um, and then we also have elastic straps. And I have found teaching at different health clubs that a lot of those straps don't actually offer enough resistance. They're really, really light. And so when you're doing things like leg circles, you might as well not even be using the resistance bands. So we have three different levels of resistance and they're extra wide. So they don't roll as easily as some of those other resistance bands that I've had to use before. I've actually smacked myself in the face on video with a too light weight of a resistance band, it rolled up and rolled right off my foot and hit me in the forehead. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get an eye. Yeah, so uh, we kind of vetted those and we sell those on the website. And then also, uh, we often have special events. We just finished the Mindful Movement Summit. Uh, it was a co-facilitated event at a local yoga studio. So awesome. We had a whole afternoon dedicated to coordination, balance, flexibility, and strengthening 
it was a great time and I'm looking forward to hosting a lot more events like that. And then I also do online private sessions. So I work with people wherever they might be from the comfort of wherever they choose to practice. Um, and I also modify based upon their needs. If they're in a limited space, if they have props, don't have props and whatever their personal uh, needs are for their practice. Nice. So there's lots going on on the website. Yeah. You can get all the info there. All right. All right. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience with us. It really means a lot to me. And thank you to all of the listeners who tuned in today to listen to our Mindful Movement with Naya podcast. You can access these podcasts directly on our website at nayapilates.com. You can also access them on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts. Each of the episodes is designed to help you improve the way that you move. Mm-hmm.